Welcome to the Mixed Mornings and More podcast with your friends, Steph and Sean. Good morning, world. Hello, hello, and welcome to Tuesday, March 22nd, 2022. That's a lot of twos, um, especially starting with the Tuesday. On Sunday, Sean and I went bowling together, and Sean thinks that he learned nothing. Uh, he is not here today because he has a tickle in his throat and would like to keep it at home with him. And I said, please do. I don't want that tickle. But as well, uh, he feels like the reason why he got this is because while we were bowling, we also ate pizza. And in between every time he bowled a turn, he picked up his pizza and ate a couple bites. And in between every time I bowled a turn and picked up my pizza and ate a couple bites, I sanitized my hands and he didn't. Now he thinks he learned nothing from the pandemic. <laughs> <laughs> and the tickle in his throat is from a bowling ball. I'm giving myself a big pat on the back. Go immune system, go. Go thoughtful hand sanitizing, go. And hopefully, Sean will be better tomorrow. And this is just a quick little tickle froggy type thing. 5 a.m. Confessions. I'm feeling a bit behind. So I know the first day of spring was on Sunday, but I haven't started spring cleaning yet. And usually I start, I don't know, three weeks before the first day of spring because when March hits, I'm just so excited and I'm like, all right, let's wash all the winter coats. Let's wash all the baseboards. Let's get in there and clean that oven. And um, I washed one winter coat and then it got cold again and now it needs washed again. And I just feel like, should I give up? Should I say, you know what? Spring cleaning's not going to happen because I didn't get a jump start on it. I'm already two days behind. I should just wait till next spring or should I try and get back on track I think I'll try and get back on track solely for my mental health I need a clean house and I need to feel like I can walk by the baseboards and not get dust on myself I learned a new term the other day it's called goblin mode and honestly I just picture someone in the dark playing a video game forgetting to go to bed and kind of like turning into a goblin when they emerge and go to work the next day However, it kind of seems like I'm also just describing a zombie. And now I don't know what the difference is between a goblin and a zombie. They both show up in that Monster Mash song, right? <laughs> anyway, I guess let's... Uh... Level up your lexicon. <laughs> a goblin mode is a new term for folks who are getting away from the curated life. So they say, um, you know, you scroll on Instagram and you see the appearance of people who have it all together. Well, goblin mode is probably what you look like when you're scrolling. <laughs> They say it's a departure from early pandemic cottagecore living. So none of that sourdough perfect crust bread making or none of that embroidery craft with the cute saying making. And as the Globe and Mail puts it, it's leaning into the comforts of depravity. I don't think I'm ready for goblin mode as a person, and I'm really not sure I'm ready to meet somebody who is either. <laughs> I was saying last week that I felt like the plow showed up the day before the spring melt and it was kind of too little too late. I was like, hey, you're doing all this work today, but tomorrow the sun's going to do it for you. I don't know why you came. Um, but then last night I drove on a road that clearly hadn't been plowed in a couple months and I understood just how thankful I should have been for the plow showing up on my street because it was as if I was off-roading in my little SUV, which clearly, like I know they make commercials with SUVs off-roading, but this one isn't meant to do that. Um, and we were just like avoiding ruts, but then falling in potholes, and it was like an icy lake type thing, but somewhere underneath there, there was asphalt. I wasn't sure if I was gonna fall into a sinkhole. It was crazy. Do I sound like I'm describing your street? Um, if it wasn't Williams Road, 
there's probably just a lot of streets that are like that right now. But I saw a man over the weekend in Edmonton post a video of him kayaking down his back alleyway because they too are going through a crazy spring melt right now. And I thought, you know what? I'm really itching to get a paddle in. It's March, but the last time I paddled was November 6th because we did have a late start to winter as much as it's hard to remember. Um, but if you have a street that I could, you know, get my paddle scratch going, love to hear about it. Is your street worse than Williams Road? Sometimes it just makes it more human when you get to share in someone else's embarrassing moment. You can both laugh about it and everything's okay. Uh, the other day I was parked in my car waiting for my husband when somebody <laughs> across from me started to back up and they just jostled a garbage can and the garbage can was just kind of wobbling a little bit and I was like oh do I make eye contact should I should I say that I noticed you know and I looked over and they were staring at me laughing their face off and I was like yep I can make eye contact let's laugh about this together and it reminded me of this time when I was um in high school I was driving my parents car and I was only two doors away and a stop sign separating me from being home when I passed these two kids who were doubling on a bicycle. Right after I passed them, I stopped at the stop sign and what do they do but run into the back of my car. I was like, what the heck? So I get out and I'm just like, terrified and I'm not scared of them I'm scared of my parents being like what the heck you can't even drive and uh, <laughs> so I go out and I was like, oh, like just trying to find some words and they're like I'm sorry I didn't see you and I was like I just passed you and uh, then I kind of realized this is really funny and so I looked over at the car there was no damage like, are you guys okay and they're like yeah we're fine and then we just kind of stared at each other for a second and then we both burst out laughing embarrassing moments are so much better shared I'm a summer person. I just love getting outside and soaking up every last ounce of daylight and sunshine. It causes me to only get about three hours of sleep a day, and I am so okay with that. I'll sleep in the fall. Um, and I just want to like get out in my kayak. I want to get out in my camper. I just want to be outside. And in the winter, I have found a way to do that as well. Um, Stratosphere Sports helped me out with some skis and some skates, and I've got some snowshoes, and I've just been like, you know, getting outside and getting out and enjoying the snow and the cold. And our paddling buddies have kind of done the same thing. They've gotten all the same accessories as us, and so we do a lot of things together in the outdoors. And as the snow continued to fall this entire winter where it was like, wow, I've never seen so much snow up here. Oh, my gosh, it's snowing again. It's snowing again. They were like, it's so awesome that we're getting so much snow. And it, their reasoning was because we paddle um, quite a few rivers around here and they wanted the water level to be higher because you can only kind of paddle them at the very early parts of the season before the water starts to evaporate and the river gets low as the summer goes on. And so they were like, it's going to be so good. The rivers are going to be so high. We won't hit any rocks in our kayaks and our canoes and it's going to be awesome. And so then I'm like very joy filled about March and how things are melting. And I go out for dessert with them last night and I'm just like, oh, man, isn't it so great? Like we've had this wonderful season of snow and we've enjoyed it, but now it's time for it to leave. And they're like, no, it's not great. It's melting too fast. And I was like, pardon me. Like it is March. It is time. And they're like, no, it'll evaporate too quickly. And all of this joy that we've had about how much snow we've gotten will not translate to higher levels on the river. And I was like, you found a bright side about how much snow we got. And you're finding a downside to how quickly it's melting. Who are you? 
I've noticed a big shift in humanity lately. Um, I think it's a combination of the sunshine, of the spring, of the renewed sense of energy, and also of the getting to not wear masks so you can really see people's faces again. Um, over the weekend, my truck was stuck and I met my neighbors, some of them for the first time, as we all came together trying to get it out. It was so cool. One neighbor on one side of me was like, hey, do you need a bag of salt? I've got some right here. You can have it. Another neighbor was like, I'm hearing you spinning your tires. Um, let me grab a tow rope and I will get you out of there. And I was just so impressed with how nice it was to be outside again and to be around people's faces that were just so excited to chat with you. And I kind of noticed it as well, um, even standing in line the other day, people are talking to each other again. And it's just, I don't know, an all around feel good feeling. And so I'm kind of wondering, have you met your neighbors yet? And are they nice humans? Are they the ones that'll offer you a bag of salt, tow you out, throw a hamburger your way if they've got it on the barbecue? Or are you like, I'd rather not ever see them. 780-791-1037. What are your neighbors like? Do you like them? My parents have lived in the same house for the last, I don't know, 32 years, and they've had the same neighbors on either side for at least the last 25. Now, one set of neighbors um, are called Wendell and Lila, and my parents have caller ID, and every time Wendell calls, my dad answers the phone and says, hello, Wendell, and Wendell replies, hi, Mark, Wendell here. <laughs> For 25 years, it's been the same every single time. And then on the other side, they have uh, these neighbors that have two Pomeranians. Now, if you know what a Pomeranian looks like, they're the ones with the long hair, the really bushy tail, and the very yappy mouths. They are so yappy. And every time my dad goes outside, it seems like the dogs are like, I would like to go outside and bark at him, please. And so um, their neighbors put the dog out. My dad, over the years has tried to make friends with these dogs. He's just like, come on, guys. Like, can we please coexist together? I just don't want a soundtrack of you barking while I'm trying to, you know, run the table saw and break the leaves and do all these things. So he went inside one day and got a piece of cheese for each of the dogs and said, like, here you go. Now we're friends. I brought you a treat. Well, the next day, he goes outside to work in the yard, and of course, the dogs come out yapping, and my dad was trying to reason with them, and he was like, guys, I brought you cheese yesterday, and one of the dogs, of course, its name was Mamouche, which <laughs> just adds to the folly, runs up to him and bites him. <laughs> it's like, you are not a good neighbor dog. You're just not. It seems like you win the lottery if you move into a cul-de-sac. Maybe they interview you beforehand and see if you're like a worthy neighbor to come into it. But it seems like multiple people have said their cul-de-sac is the best. All the kids hang out together. All the adults became cohorts during um, stages of physical distancing. And they would every second Friday sit out in lawn chairs and have a drink while their kids played. And it just seems like the place to be. Susan said also her neighbors are wonderful that they've broken into their house happily and left stuffed animals for their kids birthday. They leave food behind. They even will throw their dogs in their backyard so that they can have play dates. Seems they also won the lottery with their neighbors. And then there's other people who say, I live next to a day home. Do I need to say more? And it's like, oh, sorry. I hope that didn't happen after you moved in and you moved in with your eyes wide open. Uh, and then Jessica said that she lives in an apartment building and it seems they didn't think about when they were making it that other people would be living next to each other that didn't know each other. And she was like, there's just couple fun there's loud music, there's just constant noise, and she feels like it's the most inconsiderate place she could possibly live. We have Peter on the line. Peter, tell me about your neighbors. 
I've got the best neighbors ever, Dwayne and Jamie, uh, up in Thickwood there in uh, in a cul-de-sac. And it's great. We're great friends. I always stop over and uh, just the best neighbors ever. Now, did you have to fill out a form or something to be able to move into that cul-de-sac? It seems like cul-de-sacs are the real winners here. I know. I, you know what? If I had to fill out an application, they never would have let me in. <laughs> yeah. Amazing. So do you have kids? Like, are your kids friends as well? Or are you just great friends no matter what? Just great friends. You know, my kids love them too. If we ever need anything, they help us out. So it's just great. That is so wonderful. I'm so glad to hear it. Yeah. Thanks for calling, Pete, and thanks for listening. All right, buddy. You take care. Thank you. Thank you. You too. Thanks for listening to the Mixed Mornings and More podcast. Want to connect with Steph and Sean? Get in the mix. Join them every weekday morning from 530 till 10 and call or text 780-791-1037.